Well, this weekend might just be the biggest weekend of the offseason for LSU football. Why? I'll tell you. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, do not forget, you can also find us on YouTube as well. Appreciate you interacting with the podcast, liking, commenting, subscribing, leaving a good review, all of that great stuff. Appreciate you for interacting. Appreciate you for supporting the podcast. And always appreciate you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. What a freaking baseball game last night I'm still not fully recovered from what we witnessed in Omaha last night and this isn't just an LSU fan take that was the best college baseball game I have ever seen I think that can go down in history as one of the best college baseball games of all time two of the best pitchers in the country if not the two best pitchers in the country everything on the line win in advance for the opportunity to compete for national championship, lose, and you go home. The two teams that held the number one overall ranking at some point or another in the season, it all came down to one game. It came down to 11 scoreless innings until Tommy Tanks was just fantastic and stepped up to the plate, and it was it was miraculous, nothing short of miraculous. Add on the fact that I am an LSU fan, and that just makes it even better. That makes it even more so one of the best college baseball games of all time. I promise you, I promise you, I'll have a full breakdown, an episode of all of my thoughts, my opinions, my takes, my excitement about that game last night. But I do want to focus on recruiting on today's podcast because today, not today, this weekend rather, could be one of the biggest weekends of the offseason for LSU football. LSU is hosting a myriad of four stars and five stars across the country. And there's no better person to help us break all of it down than Locked On's recruiting insider, Brian Smith. And joining Locked On LSU now is Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider. Y'all love him. I love him. Happy to have him back on the podcast. Brian, you pointed out to me a really interesting pattern with how Brian Kelly and the rest of this recruiting staff is kind of stacking their visits in-state versus out of state kind of what did you find about that they're not taking any of the in-state kids even if they're committed already and bring them on campus for official visits this summer everything is pushed back to the fall and some of them haven't even been set up yet it's an interesting trend because lsu has always obviously hit the in-state kids hard because they should it's such a loaded state for football but they're trying to go with the last swing at least that's my theory Kids are visiting out of state to Texas or Texas A&M, Oklahoma, different places. And LSU's staying involved, but they're not trying to get them to commit necessarily on a visit this week, next week, et cetera. These are all the big recruiting weekends around the country. They're waiting, and it's a different strategy. What's, what's interesting is LSU still already has a top 10 class by everybody's account. Most people think they're right around number five, and they still haven't even taken the in-state visits with a bunch of kids. That gives them a chance to end up in the top three because, as we both know and have discussed, there's not quite many places like Baton Rouge on a Saturday night. Right. So they're going to do well in the fall. 
How many of them are committed elsewhere when they visit and all that? I don't care. LSU home visits, big weekends, Arkansas or whatever game it may be. Man, those those are going to go well for the Tigers. And I find that very interesting because, first of all, I have never observed this in the history of LSU. Is this something you've ever seen maybe at another school that very strategically balances those in-state versus out-of-state recruits? Never. Um, Why? I would love to have the author. They're not going to give me an on-the-record comment about it now anyway, but I'd love to know at least some of their thought and, like, who came up with it and why. Um, Again, in-state kids – LSU has always done well. It's one of the hardest states to pull if LSU wants a kid. And they're they're waiting this year. Maybe it's just something they're just trying out. I don't know, but it's worked so far. They've gotten quite a few good players committed that are in-state without the official visits. So imagine when you add it in with a few of the other kids. And they've got – I've got a few kids here listed as examples, but uh, Tywin Singleton out of Manny is a kid that everybody wants. There's, there's kids like that. If you bring them in later in the year, they've already taken their visits everywhere else. Don't you think that helps the Tigers? I do. And it's probably going to be hard to beat them anyway, no matter when they take the visit. So we're going to find out, but it's just going to take a little longer to find out what the answer is. And I do find it very interesting because I think recruiting in the state of Louisiana is very different maybe than any other of the 49 states in America, just given the fact, and if you just want to hyper-focus on the SEC, LSU is one of the only schools in the SEC that doesn't have a Power 5 rival in state. For the most part, I would say 99% of the time, if you're a kid that grew up in Baton Rouge and New Orleans and Lafayette and Shreveport, so on and so forth, you want to go to LSU. So it seems interesting to me that they are kind of holding back and bringing out the big guns, the, the Saturday nights in Death Valley in the fall, reserving those visits, those really important visits, I think, for those in-state kids who really don't need to be sold too much on LSU. That's what my point was earlier. It's like this is just it's an exclamation point because most of them, they could probably get committed right. before. Right. I don't know. My, my guess is, again, they want the last swing. I don't have any insight on it, but when I was going through, I'm like, wait a minute. They don't, they literally don't have an out, a kid that's committed from in-state or uncommitted visiting <laughs> in summer. It was wild. So we'll see how that plays out, but I'm guessing they're going to have a huge weekend. Maybe it's Arkansas or one of the other, one of the other games that they'll have in the fall. And I would bet heavily that there's several commitments soon thereafter. And the other interesting thing here is Brian Kelly. You know, he has never had to focus on in-state recruiting, at least at this level ever in the history of his coaching career. It's not like at Notre Dame, you're focusing on Indiana kids to recruit. No, you're focusing on coast to coast, West coast, East coast, North, South, whatever. So I I do find it very interesting that now that he's in a state at a school that is so focused on recruiting in state. And that's something that he's even said. That's his number one priority is keeping in state talent in state kind of the way that he's approaching that in state talent, because this is a different approach than he took last year. Well, last year they, they did pretty well in state, but they did yes. adjust. They did adjust. And it, you're always going to lose a, a kid or two, no matter what school you are. Sometimes kids just want to leave, and that's fine. Right. But if you keep 75% of the kids you want home in a state like Louisiana, you could have a top 10 class right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible the amount of players that come from the boot that end up in the National Football League. The per capita rate is always top five in the nation. It's incredible. Right. So now they're really trying to get more than so you're trying to get like 85, 90 percent of the kids. And out of the top 10, I think right now that either they lead or they have the commitment for like seven or eight of them. So if you're on that track with the kids in the boot, 
man, it's going to be hard to keep them out of the top five. And they, I'll talk a little bit about some of the kids they got coming up for visits too. Out of state, they're doing well. They got kids from North Carolina, kids from Florida, Texas visiting. It's going to be very interesting how many kids they have to turn away possibly at the end because if kids wait, there's not going to be a spot. And the in-state kids, I'm sure they're probably going to get priority to anyway. And that's what I want to get into coming up next is LSU has a big weekend coming up next weekend hosting some out-of-state talent and what this time of year really means for recruiting and commitments. We'll get into that with Brian coming up next. Bird dogs. Oh, gosh, they're so comfortable. They feel good, and they make you look good. Bird Dogs have a stretch khaki short designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to feel good. You're going to look so good. Those thighs are going to be popping on the golf course, at the lake, wherever your summer might take you. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon shorts. If you have a pair of Lululemon shorts, you know how good they feel how they kind of suck you in how they make you feel protected and kind of all pulled together and snatched but bird dogs fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that strict restricting cotton you know what i'm talking about it's so uncomfortable it's too tight they fixed the issue bird dogs did by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and without having to sacrifice comfort. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that'll keep you cool and dry all day long. I mentioned how good Bird Dogs fit. They fit so well, and they're incredibly customizable. You can customize the waist. You can customize the length. Bird Dogs are made for men. I am not a man, if you have not noticed. Um, and even bird dogs fit me. And if you're bigger than me, then they have options for you too. Whether you're tall, you're short, you're wide, you're, you're slender. You've got a big middle and tiny legs or big legs and a, and a little middle. I promise you bird dogs are going to be able to accommodate. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. Well, thanks again for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day or tomorrow on the podcast of a full breakdown of Tennessee and LSU in Omaha on Saturday night. But Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, is with us. LSU is hosting a big, big recruiting weekend, the weekend of June 23rd. What are some names that you have heard are visiting LSU and what who should we really focus in on? Why is this weekend so big for LSU and recruiting? Well, I'll just start with one of the kids I had a chance to see and meet earlier this year, Cameron Coleman. It's a kid. If you follow LSU, you're probably going to know something about him. Phoenix City, Alabama. He lives right down the road from Auburn. Uh, they are the perceived favorite, but he hasn't committed. And I, I think that's a little bit premature. Nobody really knows what you freeze is going to do with the Tigers yet. Mm -hmm. And Coleman is also very good friends with a certain quarterback that is committed to the Bayou Bengals. And they played on the same seven on 17. Uh, for reference, he's a five-star by all the services. He's a tremendous football player, 6'3", 190 pounds. He has great speed. He's an elite, elite player. Um, if they get anybody out of the 23rd weekend, you could make an argument he would be the best one to get. But his recruitment might go on a little while. Florida State, Auburn, and LSU were the three I'm kind of watching. But he has offers, again, from everybody. A couple of the others, uh, LSU is always recruited Mississippi well. Camarian Franklin, he's a kid that is – just massive. I met him when he was a sophomore in high school when he looked like he was 25. 
He's one of those guys. He's got Miami. He's got Tennessee, LSU, et cetera. Blake Cormorant, Mississippi, big-time player. He'll be there on the 23rd. I'm curious to see if Justin Green still comes. He recently committed to Georgia. He's from Buford, just outside Atlanta. He's a big-time defensive lineman. They also have a few offensive linemen and some other kids that are coming in. Um, most importantly, I think, is Weston Davis. He's an offensive lineman. This is a kid that, although he's not from Louisiana, I kind of consider Beaumont more – section of Louisiana that I do Texas because yeah, it's right over the border. Fair. I'm sure right. you're familiar. You know, it's 10 minutes away. That's a kid that has offers from schools across the country, top 200 kid. And you and I both know LSU needs offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. This is a kid that could play early and they can sell playing time too. And then finally, Ethan Callaway, a kid out of North Carolina, another big offensive tackle. LSU's recruiting against a bunch of big time programs. So the weekend overall, LSU's put its eggs in the 23rd basket. For whatever reason, they waited for June 23rd for all these out-of-state kids I'm curious to see if they can get any of them to commit before the summer concludes. And you've mentioned several times that this period, this next couple of weeks, maybe next month or so, that is the critical time when you start to see these these recruits make their commitments. Right. Who do you think? Who are you looking at over the next couple of weeks? And also, like, what's so special about this period? About this uh, this June-ish, July-ish, midsummer point? What the NCAA. Of course, they're, they're weird about how they do the recruiting calendar. They move it around. It didn't used to be until just recently you could take official visits till the fall. And once they moved it up until you could take them in May and June, it's completely flipped everything around. Now everybody tries to get kids in early for the most part, minus the part we mentioned a minute ago about the in-state players for LSU. And they're just bringing them in in hordes. All these schools across the country. LSU's just doing it with the out-of-state kids for the summer, but mm – -hmm. Jalen Crawford, he's a kid from Parkview just outside of Atlanta. I think he's on commit watch. Big-time corner. Uh, he's at one of my favorite programs in the state of Georgia. Um, C.J. Jackson, another kid right down the road from him, just outside Atlanta at Tucker. He's an edge defender. He's a kid they could get to commit. They have Joseph Stone, another Atlanta kid who's committed. It's coming in, so that'll kind of help. These are some of the guys, but it's every kid they're in on, it seems like they have a shot. And LSU does traditionally one of the best jobs of getting kids to have a good time on official visits. I wouldn't see any reason to think that's not going to be the case this summer, too. And there's another kind of trend that I've been looking at, at two specific position groups. One of those is the tight end position, which I really, whenever Brian Kelly was named the head coach at LSU, I expected that to be a little bit of the trend of seeing more tight end talent coming into LSU. And the other position group is DBs. LSU has had this quote-unquote DBU reputation for so long. I mean, you look at several corners and safeties in the league yes. that were homegrown in Louisiana and went to LSU, and over the last couple of years, haven't really seen that. LSU the last couple of years has had to rely on the transfer portal to build up almost the entire secondary. Are you seeing that trend over you know, the 2024-25 classes, the visits that LSU is having, trying to get that DBU reputation back? Well, Crawford is one of them. Uh, LSU and numerous other SEC schools would love to get him out of Atlanta. But the kid that's most important, and again, if you're an LSU recruiting fan, you know this name, Wardell Mack. Mm -hmm. He's out of John Erit in uh, New Orleans. Big, big-time player. Florida, Florida State, LSU, you name it, they've offered. Right. He's a kid that they're probably going to bring in in the fall. He's probably the top corner in the state. He can really run. He's been competitive on a number of seven-on-seven -seven events. That's the guy. Like every year there's a kid like that, it seems like, in Louisiana. I don't know what it is, but it, the defensive backs down there, it's incredible. He's Bill's the guy different. this year. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. So if you can get those kids consistently to come to your school, it'll take itself, 
in the right direction. For whatever reason, they just didn't do as good a job the last few years. And some of them may not have been developed right, whatever it may be. I don't expect that trend to continue. Uh, they know what they have to do. And if LSU is going to get back to being LSU year after year, corner will be a big part of it. Coming up next, I want to get into who is on their way out and who could potentially be on their way in to LSU. We'll get into that with Brian Smith coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Brian, I want to talk about a recruit on the way out and also a recruit potentially on the way in, how LSU can kind of tip it over and potentially land a commitment from one of these players, a guy that you have circled to say this guy is a dude. But first, let's start on maybe the bad news. Tavion Galloway, a four-star tight end out of Ohio. He committed to LSU last summer. He has been very outspokenly committed to LSU, how excited he's been about LSU, how he sent out a tweet not too long after LSU clinched the SEC West and said, we want guys who want to be here. We want guys who want to play for LSU. And I'm not saying you can't change your mind. You're more than welcome to change your mind. But it seems a little bit out of nowhere that Tavion Galloway did decommit from LSU over the weekend. I always say if a player decommits or transfers, it's because of either coaching changes, because of money, or because of playing time, or maybe because there's a lot of competition in that position room. What are you hearing about Tavion Galloway, and why do you think he decided to decommit from LSU in 2024? Uh, from what I've heard, it was a mutual parting of the ways. I think that was just playing time. They've over-recruited the position, and they obviously have a really good player committed, arguably the best tight end in the country, from right in LSU's backyard, uh, maybe 50 minutes away, and they might just stick with him or maybe one of the other kids, but Galloway will be fine. He's he's going to have plenty of options. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about him one way or the other, and, and good luck to the young man. He's, yeah. he's from Ohio. He's going to have plenty of options. But LSU went from, I mean, just absolutely like three years ago, they had like no tight end. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden, Kelly gets there. They recruit a certain Hall of Famer's son from Miami area. They, they get some other – all of a sudden they're loaded. He's always used a lot of 12 personnel with tight ends. So, you know, it's it's going to be that way. So maybe it'll work itself out quicker than most people thought. It, it's kind of trending that way. I, I think Taylor is going to be a stud for LSU until he turns pro. For sure. So they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It, that's kind of how I've approached it is you could look at it a couple different ways, that this is a bad sign for LSU or maybe that this is – the best possible sign for LSU that that room is so stacked. Well, that's that's the thing. Like it yeah. it flipped immediately. But that's what can happen at a school like LSU. It's not that right. hard to sell the Bayou. I mean, that that's a great football program, and you knew it wouldn't be very long with the way Kelly likes to run his offenses. Totally. It, it happened even faster than I think most LSU fans thought it would, though. It happened a lot faster than I thought it would. I think mostly because Mason Taylor emerged to be so good so quickly. Yeah, and with the, this – he is a good ball player. And I think the school, that position, and this coach, it all kind of fits together. It's a, it's a fairly easy position group to sell, which is really new to all of us LSU fans. <laughs> uh, so That's Tavion true. Galloway on the way out, decommitted from LSU. Cameron Coleman is a name that you mentioned earlier, is a guy that you said keep an eye on him. A five-star wide receiver out of Alabama. What makes him so special? Why should we LSU fans focus in on Cameron Coleman's recruitment? A couple of reasons. Number one, if you don't get him, there's a really good chance you're going to play against him. Uh, Auburn and LSU are my my picks, one or the other. And number two, he is a true difference maker. Think about LSU in the 19 season when they, they just dominated. Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdowns. How many of those were, I'm going to throw it up, 
I'm going to give my guy a chance, and my guy is better than yours. I mean, LSU's receiving corpse was insane, right? It was probably incredible. about 55 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to watch, but I it mean, was. he knew. I mean, Joe's obviously very accurate and all that, but sometimes it's just my guy's just better. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. I've had a chance to see what it's like up close and personal. This kid's wingspan is insane. He's got a little bit of the traits you, you might see for a certain receiver that's now with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what it reminds me of. And his speed for a 6'3 kid, his suddenness, all those things make him a guy that can come in and play right away in the SEC West. Cameron Coleman has a chance to be a three-and-out kid. LSU needs that in their wide receiver corps moving forward. If you're going to beat Alabama, if you're going to beat Georgia, if you're going to beat Florida, et cetera, you've got to have those guys. And I think his recruitment is about to go into hyperdrive. He's been kind of on coast, but the visit coming up on the 23rd is really big for the Tigers. And he's a guy, I mean, you mentioned it, he can go really wherever he wants. I mean, he's got offers from Auburn, from Clemson, from Texas A&M, from Florida State, from LSU. I mean, really, the top programs in the country, they're all in pursuit of Cameron Coleman. Do you think that this is going to be a long recruitment or potentially you get him in on the 23rd and he might say, hey, I'm sold, I'm done, LSU it is, or maybe not? I would never count LSU out on an official visit for a kid to commit, especially a Southern kid. He will be blown away with all the opportunities and the facilities. LSUs are, are fantastic. I know that from talking to his uh, head coach on 7-on-7 seven seven and some people around him, he's just kind of an easygoing kid, and he was that way when I was around him as well. He he doesn't mind weight. He knows he's, he can do that, though. He's a, he's a true five-star prospect. Kids like that have a little bit of a different timeline. But LSU or Auburn would be the only ones I would think this summer he would commit to. Florida State would be the dark horse. He's he's been down there a few times, but those it could be Tigers versus Tigers, and it's one of the more interesting recruitments in the country because he kind of just blew up in the last year or so, and his film is just sickening. So LSU would do well, and it would be it'd be ironic because Auburn fans would be up in arms that they lost a kid because that's like the program they can't lose kids from. It's right down the road from Auburn's campus, so it would be interesting. It would be a double whammy for LSU fans. You get a great player and you make Auburn fans mad. So (laughs) two great things that happen for LSU fans. Brian Smith, you are the absolute best. Appreciate you so much. Where can the people find some more of your work? At FB Scout underscore Florida. I'm actually going to be doing some stuff on some Mississippi and Louisiana prospects on my YouTube channel. Uh, I think especially the state of Mississippi, those kids don't get enough props. So check that out. And uh, I'm looking forward to all the information I can scatter everywhere on Twitter about all the commitments over the next couple of weeks. Probably some LSU kids involved in that. We're looking forward to hearing about the LSU kids that you chat with. Brian, we'll chat with you soon. Appreciate you. Thank you very much.